My name is Paul. I am the media director of uh, Eastside City Church, and uh, maybe you see me like uh, hovering around with a camera every so often, but usually I'm in kind of the uh, back tech booth over there uh, trying to put out fires. Um, so for all my friends online, thank you so much for bearing for that like internet lag or any of those glitches and all that stuff. That's maybe not my fault. I'm the solver of problems, not the creator of them. Whew. Yeah, so thanks everyone. Um, but yeah, I am super excited to share with you guys um, uh, what's been put on my heart and uh, what we've been going through. I hope you guys have been liking our spicy salsa um, fruit of the spirit series. If you guys missed any of the episodes, like we've been doing love, joy, peace, patience, today's patience. But if you missed any of the other ones, you can always check out online on our YouTube channel, if you need a refresher or something like that, being like, oh, you know, what, what do we talk about joy or love? So check it out over there. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited to share with you guys uh, uh, about the fruits of the spirit and um, uh, something that really God has been putting on my life uh, rather recently. Um, he's been, uh, I've been, I, I became a father a few months ago and uh, yeah, um, there's, I think there's a picture of me and my little guy, yeah, right there. Seven months old, his name is Robin, he's like, a, he's, a, he's a pretty, pretty cool dude, and there's a pretty cool dad up there, too. So yeah, we actually just had our baby dedication a couple weeks back, if you guys remembered. So if you want your baby dedicated for all my young parents, parents out there, just come see one of the leaders or something like that. We'll hook you up with a great uh, baby dedication and inspirational, encouraging word for your little one. Uh, but anyways, yeah, just became a dad, and God's been putting on my heart and my mind and my life patience. So... Yeah, I kind of realized, you know what, if you want patience in your life, you don't need to be struck by divine lightning. You don't need to go to a megachurch seminar down in the States, down in Texas. You don't need to go to the mountain for 40 days, you know, and meditate and come down and be like, oh, yeah, I totally learned patience. You just need to have a baby. And I promise you, having a baby, you'll 100% know what patience is. Uh, for example, we just went to the mountains just yesterday, and we had everything planned. We had all our fruits and vegetables and everything good to go, and we were about to start super early so we can get into the mountains and beat, beat the rush, beat the rush to Kananaskis. Uh, but I had to get my son ready, so I had to put on his shoes. I had to make sure his diaper was, you know, fitting so there wouldn't be any blowouts. I had to put, like, all these straps on him, make sure he wouldn't fly out of the car. Then to take him and put him into the car, and we have, like, a little Subaru, so it's kind of a bit of a snug fit, and we're like, whew, right, half an hour out the door, you know, doing good. And then I realized, whoa, we're not doing good. And then I realized my son has a blowout, so I got to take him out of the car seat, unstrap him, take off his clothes, take off the diaper, change it, put him back in the car seat, strap him in, and then we're on our way. Yeah, great, one hour out of the door, and, and we're charging down. So we finally make it past the lineups uh, 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 down Highway 1, we get into Kananaskis, things are going great, we come back, and then my son is like not the greatest traveler, like he's like, oh yeah, it's kind of cool, but you know, like it kind of gets boring really, really fast, and so midway through, then he starts waking up, starts throwing a tantrum, and he's becoming very, very, very impatient. He's kind of not grasped the whole idea of waiting and having some sort of tolerance, so he's a very impatient child. And when he becomes impatient, 
I become impatient because I'm like, oh, I know you're a baby, but man, you know, this screaming and crying and blubbering and I can't help you is making me impatient. So then I start crying and blubbering. And then now my wife, Amber, is learning about how to be patient for both her husband and my son. So we I wind up coming home a hot mess and very impatient with each other. So yeah, in a nutshell, have a kid. You will learn what patience is all about. Uh, but you know what, like, I've kind of realized, like, throughout this entire, these last, actually, particularly past two years, I realized everyone has had to exert some form of patience. You know, it could be something, like, big and serious, like, um, waiting, having some patience if the economy's going to get better, or waiting to see if it's going to get any worse, kind of living in that bit of anxiety. Um, it could be something serious, like an illness, waiting for... Uh, for a loved one or yourself to get better from an illness. Or it could be just something really small, like, like waiting, for, uh, uh, waiting at the Costco gas station, right, or waiting for your food. I've just noticed that we've all had to kind of be extra patient in this season of life. And I've also realized that, you know what, we all kind of have a short fuse now. We kind of seem to have a breaking point before we finally, like, snap, and we're like, oh, I've had it. That's right, I'm done. Um, so it's kind of been impressing in my mind, you know, that, you know, we need in society, we need, we need to have more patience, but how do we even get that more patience? How do we get godly patience, particularly when we all have a breaking point? Even the most patient person on earth, I'm sure at some point will finally snap and just throw in the towel and say, I've had enough. It seems like we need a better version of what patience is in the world. We need some supernatural patience. Father God, thank you so much that uh, you've given us your word, you've given us the Bible, and that it's a, a roadmap on our, our journey, our, our path in life, God. And thank you that we can just read it and study it and meditate on it and just find out what you're trying to say to us, not 2,000 years ago, but today in this present age. Thank you so much for being patient uh, with us as a Heavenly Father who has infinite patience and is willing to let us learn and grow on this walk that we call life. Love you in your name. Amen. All right, guys. So we have been talking about the fruits of the Spirit. And for those um, people who've kind of grown up in the church and have been really well-versed in church culture, the fruits of the Spirit is like a no-brainer. I mean, for me, I, I grew up in the church when I was a little kid, and the idea of the fruits of the Spirit was everywhere. It's a huge, like, staple memory verse for a lot of, like, kids in, in, in children's church and there's also like kid songs you know, that just like list out the fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, you know, da 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 da, right? And uh, and I even are started noticing there's like fruits of the spirit like wall art. I've been to a couple of Christian campuses where they'll have like like in the cafeteria they have like all these like these nine different like 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 canvases of art, you know, and there'll be like a, a banana and an orange and, and a grape, and it'd be like fruit, love, joy, peace. So we know as believers, about the fruits of the Spirit. At least the picture of it, maybe not necessarily the concept or idea. You see, when I was a kid, like pretty young, I thought the fruits of the Spirit was something like, you guys know the, uh, the Fruit of the Looms brand, like the, the undergarment brand? It's kind of just like, yeah. It's, I always thought like, oh yeah, that, the, the Fruit of the Looms, they took the logo, the idea from the fruits of the Spirit. So in my mind, I thought it was like, oh yeah, the fruits of the Spirit are like, you know, 
the fruit of the looms. Like, it's like underwear, you know? You, you just pick and choose what fruit you want, right? And that's part of your life, you know? Oh, like, an orange represents joy. I'm going to pick that because I like oranges, and so I must like joy. Or, you know, love is a banana, so I'm going to pick uh, a banana. This is kind of mindset, my mindset as a kid. And as I started growing up, I kind of kept that, that idea of, like, it's just different fruits. You kind of pick and choose um, from the fruit of the looms, whichever you want. And I realized kind of like um, as a teenager, it's like if you want to be good in life, what you got to do is you got to balance out the fruits. You got to have kind of like a, a, like a healthy portion, like a food pyramid, but it's all just fruits of the spirit, right? So I'm doing, if I'm doing really good in love, then I'm doing really good in joy. You know, I'm a joyful person, but I suck at patience. I got to concentrate on patience. You know, I got to balance out the fruit, you know, balance out the force, you know, just like have balance in my life. So I'm going to focus a lot on patience because I don't have patience. I got to focus on a lot on goodness because I don't have goodness. But then uh, as I was becoming a young adult and just, you know, watching YouTube and the Internet, like there's been a lot of like um, uh, self-help uh, gurus or, or YouTube influencers that were saying a different, preaching a different gospel, so to speak, telling a different tale, saying, you don't have to focus on your weaknesses, you got to double down on your strengths. So instead of me focusing on my weakness of patience and trying to be more patient instead of impatient, I'd double down on my joy because I was really good in joy. So instead of giving just 100% in joy, I was going to give 200%. 300%. Oh, I'm such a loving person. I'm going to give 400% in love. I'm not going to worry about my weakness. I'm going to be the most impatient person on the planet, but I'm going to focus on love because that's what my YouTube influencers were telling me. And they had six-pack bods, you know, and they just looked like they were, you know, so vibing and good and all that stuff. But I also, like, began to realize, you know, it's not very practical because at the end of the day, I just felt so burnt out trying to pursue these virtues myself, trying to just become, you know, the perfect person in my eyes and hopefully God's eyes in my current mindset. And I just realized I was kind of, when I started looking at the whole of uh, the fruits of the Spirit as a whole, when I started looking at the Bible as a whole, I realized, man, I kind of got it wrong right now as a young adult. I kind of got it wrong as a kid, this whole mindset of the fruits of the Spirit. Um, it's not something like virtues you can just pick and choose from or things, uh, virtues you can concentrate on to be better. Fruits of the Spirit is more like kind of a single fruit or like a tree with just single fruit from. And it's something you don't pursue. The fruits of the Spirit is a result inside of you. And this is kind of one of the reasons why Paul in the Bible wrote about the fruits of the Spirit. It's part of a... Um, uh, it's part of a letter that Paul wrote uh, to the Church of Galatians. So it's, it's found in the book of Galatians. And a lot of Christian Western cultures kind of get the fruits of the Spirit wrong. Kind of like that wall art, you know, or the idea of you just pick and choose from these fruits. And that misconception was one of the reasons why Paul wrote the book of Galatians and with it our, you know, classic fruit of the Spirit. What I found was interesting about the book of Galatians was that it's actually not a very um, uh, usual letter. So there's something really kind of not off, but just like it's not one of Paul's typical letters. Um, there's no flowerly, you know, brotherly love, you know, the grace of God be upon you and all this, you know, just things that make you feel good. It's actually a very direct letter, and Paul's calling out several problems 
with the church. He's not even giving them a greeting or a thanks. He's not even ending his letter with a prayer. He's actually calling out some problems that the Galatian church was having. And this was kind of their deal, all right? Galatian church was very, um, uh, was one of Paul's, one of the, we believe it's one of Paul's first churches that he visited. They've been well-versed in the faith. They were going strong. But what was going on was that some of the Galatian guys, they were going to the rest of the church and saying, Christ died for you and you being saved, you know, that's great and all, but you need to do other laws. You have, there's other expectations you need to do. So instead of just Christ coming and saving us, you know, and we're born again, we have the Holy Spirit, they're saying, no, there's more things you have to do. There's some Old Testament laws you have to fulfill if you're going to go to heaven, if you're going to live a Holy Spirit life. They were actually called, a, uh, in Paul's words, not mine, the circumcision party, which for me as a kid was like, circumcision party, is that like, kind of like a political party in Canada? I don't know if I want to vote for those guys. But the gist of the circumcision party was they were trying to bring the old laws back and impose them on this newfound freedom that these Christians were experiencing. And that's what Paul was calling them out. And as I read deeper and further into Galatians, I realized, man, like there's more to the fruits of the Spirit than meets the eyes. Actually, in the beginning of the um, whole fruits of the Spirit part, there's what I like to think of the anti-fruits of the Spirit. And I'm going to read it for you guys. It's found in Galatians chapter 5, verse 18. And we're going to read that part and then pair it with the fruits of the Spirit. And here's what it goes. Verse 18. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I've warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruits of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against these things, there is no such law. I think that was my phone. That was kind of funny. Okay. So I didn't realize there was so much about the fruits of the Spirit. It's actually paired with things that are not part of the fruits of the Spirit, but actually living under the law and what we can fall vulnerable to. So back when I was living in this kind of self-help mindset, you know, following these YouTube influencers, you know, on how to live my life, how to be better, I realized that I am vulnerable to fall under the works of the flesh, those law, the, the anti-fruits of the Spirit. However, if I'm living in the fruits of the Spirit, or if I'm living in the Spirit, then I get to have access to that fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is not about doing these things, these virtues. That's great and all that. But it's about the results of living in the Spirit. That's one of the big reasons why Paul wrote the Galatians and the whole fruits of the Spirit verses is because the church was struggling on relying on their own works instead of the Holy Spirit and what Christ did. So we now kind of have an idea about the Holy Spirit, and now that is kind of a, uh, it's a result of not our own works, but of the Holy Spirit living in us. In us. So how does that look in terms of patience and this current time in our lives where we're really struggling to exert some 
what I like to think of as supernatural patience as opposed to natural patience. Natural patience looks something like this. You know, I'm sure all, our par all the parents can relate and all the parents-to-be will eventually relate to that everyone on planet Earth has to exert some form of patience. Patience from a secular standpoint is defined as the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering without getting upset. The big characteristic of patience is you control how you feel in your particular situation. And that can be uh, physical difficulty, that can be just mental difficulty, whatever it is, and it's getting under your skin and causing you some discomfort, but you choose to control how you feel about it, that is patience. And that's great, like I, I said earlier, everyone on planet Earth can experience patience. But experiencing patience as a human being is kind of difficult because we are very limited, finite creatures. We all have very, very short fuses. And when you kind of break it down and, and step back, you realize that we can, as human beings, we can all experience the fruit of the spirit. But our problem is that we are finite, limited human beings who eventually have a breaking point. So how do we tap into some of this supernatural patience? Um, what does it even look like in our lives? Um, well, one, super, uh, one characteristic I've noticed is that supernatural patience lets go of anxiety because we realize that God is in control of our situations. So a few years ago, um, I'm just, uh, I remember this, uh, this, this story of... Um, me and Amber, we were going to get married in Idaho, and uh, we were super excited for the wedding. It was going to be in the States. It was like this little acreage we somehow managed to get in the mountains. It was, it was very beautiful and very picturesque. But just with all the busyness and things going on, I didn't realize that me as a Canadian, I needed some kind of special uh, fiancé visa. Uh, even though I wasn't going to go down to the States and steal jobs, you know, and just, you know, run for the law and do bad things there. We were actually officially going to get married in Canada, but we were just having the ceremony in the States. So, yeah, things should be kosher and all that. But things were kind of getting weird with this whole fiancé visa, and on top of that, I kid you not, I get profiled every single time I try to cross into the border. It's not how I look or how I dress or something like that. You know, I'm not like a thug or a punk. Like, when I go to the border, it's because of this weird missionary, like, YWAM visa that I got way back in the day that is, um, I think it's extended for, like, 10 years. So every time I go in, they always ask, like, what's this visa here, you know? Are you, are you doing uh, relief work, humanitarian work in the States? No? What? Why are you on vacation? I thought you're supposed to be going to humanitarian work. And it just gets, yeah, it gets them agitated, gets me agitated. I have a really bad poker face, so I can't lie. I got to tell the truth. And every time I feel like, man, I'm just going to be blacklisted from America, and, like, I'll never be able to uh, go to that country ever again. So for this particular situation, I was... Sweating bullets. I was incredibly nervous because, man, if I if I miss the wedding thing, like we had this thing all planned out, you know, there's everyone's going down there, you know, and what happens if the groom, you know, doesn't show up? I guess we'll have to do it on Zoom, but Zoom wasn't even a thing back then because this was 2016. So yeah, I was really stressed out. And on top of that, when I went to the airport, I realized I had a 16-hour layover. 
that was kind of weird because we were just, I was literally puddle jumping from like Vancouver to Seattle to Boise. It was like only a couple hours drive from the border, but we just decided to travel. I decided to fly. I don't know. Um, more stress, I guess. So it was, but it was literally just a 16-hour wait, all right? So I couldn't even go into customs to see whether I would be accepted into the border or not. I had to wait for 16 hours to see if I'd make my own wedding. And man, it was, seemed like a small thing, right? Uh, but it was grueling. Like, my mind was just like, <sighs> I feel so stressed right now. And so in that moment, at the beginning of it, I just said, man, I, I prayed and I asked God, God, just like, give me peace, you know, help me make it through these 16 hours. I didn't pray whether the, I'd have favor with the border guards or that maybe he'd be like, hey, I'm also a believer, you know, yeah, yeah, buddy, 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 oh, I'll give you, you know, a first class and all that stuff. I just prayed to like for peace over the 16 hours because I knew it'd just be like, I'd have so much anxiety. And the most incredible thing happened was that I had to wait, right? I had to have patience. But God encouraged me and gave me strength because I knew that he was in charge of everything. And it was one of the most peaceful 16 hours I ever waited for. And I thank the Holy Spirit because of that. Now, at the very end of the 16 hours, I had to still go to customs and all that. And it was like the easiest border crossing I ever went through. It was like at 3 o'clock in the morning, so the guy was like half sleeping on his desk. So I was just like, yep, you're good. So amen to that. Another characteristic I noticed on um, supernatural patience is that supernatural patience has no deadline uh, or, or, or end date. We, we talked earlier about how natural patience has its limit and how I, I may wait for 30 minutes at a nice restaurant for my meal, but if I'm waiting for 45 minutes or an hour, then I better have some form of restitution. I better have, like, you know, a, a free appetizer or free refills, you know, or at least a coupon or something like that because I'm out. We really have, we may have patience, but we have a very finite, a very limited form of patience in society. But godly supernatural patience has no limit. I'm kind of reminded of a uh, journey that uh, uh, my family went through over the past couple years. Um, we, were, we were going through COVID, and I think we all have, like, stories in COVID where we were struggling, um, be it uh, with the, uh, the lockdowns and the isolation. Um, during that time, my mom had a pretty severe case of um, breast cancer that she Fought, but she started at the very beginning of COVID, and thankfully, it ended at the, at the end of the lockdowns. Um, but it was a very long and stressful process for mom, and, and the worst part was she had to go through a lot of her battles with chemo and radiation alone because she was immunocompromised. We couldn't afford for her to get a case of COVID just because she was so weak and already in a serious predicament. And so she had to go through this without her family by her side and just really toughing it out um, uh, by herself. But on the times I did visit her um, and uh, tried to um, uh, spend time with her, I was always amazed when I saw her struggling through this. And she was, in, she was in pain, she was emotionally drained, but she had such amazing faith and patience through all this even though we didn't know when this would end or how it would end. She had no timeline for the patients. She just knew that God was in control, and that's all that mattered, and that she was willing to wait. Um, 
I'm reminded by this song. I'm not going to sing it because my voice is not as good as John's. But it goes something like, in his time, in his time, he makes all things beautiful in his time. Lord, please show me every day that you're teaching me your way and you do just what you say in your time. And I definitely know that song was going on in my mom's mind because she believed in supernatural patience. She believed that God was in control and that things were going to work out. Uh, I'm going to invite the uh, piano player, uh, John, to, uh, to kind of, yeah, John. <laughs> so guys, I think we, we definitely all need a dose of patience in this fast-paced society. Uh, be it something small, like getting gas, or something really big, like going through a long-term illness. We could all use patience. But without the Holy Spirit in our lives, that kind of patience only goes so far. It's very limited. We got a short fuse when we're relying on our own strength. And that's what I think the church in Galatians were struggling with. They were relying on their own strength. They were trying to do salvation their way, adding on these things, striving to become better instead of just realizing that, man, it's believing in Jesus, it's accepting the Holy Spirit and these things will happen to you. In this life, we can't rely on our own strength. We need the Holy Spirit and we need that supernatural, um, supernatural patience. So last year, maybe some of you guys remember, I believe it was kind of late fall, we did a, uh, a series, a book series, and we also did a, a sermon series on uh, the God I never knew. And that was a, uh, a really great uh, couple weeks, few weeks, where we talked about who the Holy Spirit is and what he does. And I think in a lot of church culture, we've kind of like backed away from the Holy Spirit because like, oh, who's this other guy, you know? Yeah, I'm all for Jesus, right? I get God the Father, you know? I see creation and all that stuff, but like, who's this Holy Spirit guy? And when we first started the series, I, I grew up in church culture. I know the things, right? And I was like, I, I, I get the Holy Spirit stuff. This is probably just a good refresher for me. But man, during that season in life, I was feeling, I don't know, I was feeling like I was missing something, that I was, I was, pretty, I was pretty empty. For example, I had such a short fuse. Like someone cut me off in traffic. I just blow up, you know? I'd just be like... Hold on, we're pausing the whole Christian thing vibe. I'm just gonna go, you know, and cuss out this guy. Maybe pull, you know, like try call 911 saying that, hey, this guy cut me off, you know, he's a bad driver, imprison him for life, and then go back to my Christian self. I had a really, really short fuse, and I was not feeling very patient at the moment. Amongst other things, you know what? I actually felt more like I related to some of those anti fruits of the Spirit, like fits of anger, envy, jealousy. I felt I related more to those things than I did to the actual fruits of the Spirit. And I realized, like, yeah, I'm, I'm totally just trying to pursue it on my own. I'm totally just looking up those YouTube influencers and seeing how they do it and trying to copy them so I can be a better person instead of relying on the Holy Spirit. And this uh, series we're doing was really bringing that to light and unearthing some problems that I had in my own walk with God. So we were just, uh, so I was just, uh, one day I was just sitting doing dishes and thinking about this, and I just stopped and prayed and asked God, I need your Holy Spirit. I need to be filled up because I'm not getting it. I, I feel like I'm 
flying solo right now and maybe I'm in control right now but I feel like it's just a wobbly path and I'm going to crash. And over the course of those few weeks, there became, it wasn't just a, uh, it became like a paradigm shift, I, I would put it that way, where just a new identity started forming. I kind of gave up the idea of trying to pursue holiness and righteousness my own way, but I just let the Holy Spirit speak through me and work through me and just iron out my issues. And that's when I started realizing, man, I do feel a lot more joyful. I have patience, and I'm not even trying. It's coming naturally because I choose to pursue the Holy Spirit rather than the results of the Holy Spirit. So I wonder, guys, what are you feeling today? Do you feel like maybe you're flying solo and there's really nothing supernatural going on in your life? You're the one that's trying to make all your virtues and all your goodness and your your patience come to light, but it's not actually flowing naturally. Maybe you kind of relate more to the anti-fruits of the Spirit, those strife, jealousy, fits of anger. You're like, well, I see a lot of that in my life, but I don't see any fruits of the Spirit. Well, the amazing thing about us serving a great God is that the Holy Spirit is right here, and He knows exactly where you are at in your unique journey. You just have to ask Him in, let Him sort out your things, and I promise you, the fruits of the Spirit are going to be the result of walking in a Spirit-filled life. I'm going to finish off with this really encouraging psalm that has kind of been hovering around my life for years. And when I've been having issues or I'm struggling with things, it kind of comes back to this. And I just pray in this moment that you guys can uh, be blessed by this psalm that David wrote too. It's in Psalm uh, 37, uh, uh, verse 3. This is what it says. Trust in the Lord and do good. Then you will live safely in the land and prosper. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you his heart's desi- your heart, give you his desires. Commit everything you do for the Lord. Trust in him and he will help you. Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Father God, thank you so much your word and that you've given us guidance. You've given us the Holy Spirit to help us walk through our life. Lord, if there's anyone here that is struggling with patience, that has a super short fuse and doesn't know how to control it or is just really seeking some supernatural fruit of the Spirit in their lives, God, I pray, God, that you will speak to them right now. I pray, Father God, that you will just overwhelm them with a sense of your presence And with whatever they need, whether it's peace, love, joy, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, I just pray, Father God, that you'll just commune with them, God, that you'll just reveal yourself and you will speak to them in their very unique and special way in their journey, God. Thank you so much again that you came down, that you died for us, and that you provided a way for us to grow and learn more about you, and that one day we get to hang out with you. That'll be pretty cool. Father God, thank you so much for this day in your name. Amen. Well, thank you so much for being patient with me. I really enjoyed sharing about patience, and I really, uh, it's been something that God's been putting in my life, and I hope you guys are encouraged and inspired to seek that out. 
If there's anything on your mind right now or you'd like to pray or talk more about the Holy Spirit, we have a wonderful bunch of leaders and people that would just love to come and prayer, uh, pray and just talk with you right after the service. So don't hesitate. Just come up and, yeah, we can just talk about whatever is on your mind. For everyone else, thank you so much. And also send your kids to camp, parents, because I promise you it's a great two weeks. Uh, sorry, it's a great one week. Well, that'd be a really, really long camp. <laughs> it's a great five days, right? I know our, 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 our youth team has been working super hard to make this a camp they will not forget, right? And you won't forget it too because you got five days off. So be blessed, guys.